0: Ever worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends? Or have you ever worried you were too much in the
1: mainstream? Always so generic, more normal than your friends
0: Well, we've devised a test to put the rest your fears. There's no need to panic if you let this. your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show, then you're probably a nerd Oh, it? So. all monday and you know what that means it's time for the it's canon podcast the podcast where we talk about all things comics movies video games lego trading cards cell phones bottles of water cameras light strobes doesn't matter if it survives in this world we've got you covered and we'll talk about it and the best part of it all is that it's all in canon welcome everyone to this new incarnation of the it's canon podcast as always I am your host, and this week, I am joined by Phil. Who are you, people, and what have you done with
1: the other people?
0: Yes, yes, <laughs> we're back. It feels we're, weird, man. It does feel weird. I, honestly, I don't know if you noticed, You saw the huge smile that I had on my face when that theme started. Yep. That's literally the first time I've heard that theme since September. It is not only episode 100 of the It's Canon Podcast, season four, episode 100. Not only are we back, not only am I chatting with you, Phil, but we are expanding. We're getting bigger. It's, it's, it's all coming together in this awesome, awesome time here on the It's Canon Podcast. I'm super excited, as I'm sure that you can tell. Um, so I do want to say. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our listeners over the years, it's been crazy, it's been a journey, started this podcast way back in 2015 with Kyle and Tyler, Uh, worked on it for a few years, took a bit of a break, came back in 2020. Uh, you know, to 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 kind of, I, I guess, geek therapy, getting our mind off of the pandemic and everything that was happening and lockdowns and all that fun stuff, which just feels like so long ago. That's when Phil joined me. And I've known Phil for years and years and years. And you've probably heard us on the soccer podcasts, among other things. Um, And I'm just so happy that we're back. And Tyler is going to be back next week. We'll talk about that next week with him. But uh, Tyler. Always in our thoughts, hopefully you're feeling better each and every single day, but we are back, like I mentioned, I talk about expansion, I talk about us growing, that's right, we are now be on the Sunday night's main event Patreon feed, Um, you know, it's such an honor to be able to give this show some extra TLC, some extra tender love and care, And I'm really looking forward to things. And this week, it is a free preview week where every single show on the SNME radio feed is free. And that is brought to you by Total Sports. You can find them at totalsportscards.com, the best place for collectibles and sports cards and everything in between. That's totalsportscards.com. And Phil, we have so many shows debuting this week. We are expanding from just wrestling. You still got all the wrestling podcasts. But let's just quickly run through everything that is coming out here on Enemy Radio. You got BAM Weekly, which features myself and Matt. We talk all things sports and wrestling in terms of the wrestling. Everyone talks about AEW and WWE. We talk about everyone else. Mm-hmm. New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, NWA, Stardom and more. You got Tuesday Morning Cooked, which is your Monday Night Raw review with Mike McGuire and Joe Aguinaldo. It's the best damn raw review on the internet. On Tuesdays, we have Steve Swift's rambling AEW Dark review, uh, which is more of a comedic and kind of condensed review show. Really looking forward to that. On Tuesday nights, Wednesday mornings, we have NXT Talk featuring myself and Matt as we talk all things WWE NXT. Also on Wednesday, we have Steve Swiss Ramblin' AEW Dark Elevation Review. Uh, That leads us into (laughs) All Elite Weekly, which is your old F's, Joe and Mouth. The legendary Dan Lavransky, as they talk all things AEW. Then we got Steven's Wrestling Journey. We have Dr. Mouth's Rock and Roll Lunch Party. The Godfathers of Podcasting, which is another pod. Um, pop Culture Show, more on the interview side. And that's actually presented by the originators of this very brand. Donnie Da Silva and Chris Tidwell. Uh, they have amazing guests Also, we're going to have Setting the Standard, which is a biweekly show, which has Uncle Bobby B and the standard Matthew Grant as we talk about Matthew Grant's journey from referee to professional wrestler here in the Ontario wrestling scene once a month. Dark Side of the Elite presents AEWTF, which is a month look in everything AEW Friday nights, The Smack Daddies, the East Coast Dads, give you a Smackdown review. Saturdays, the Rampage Ramble, where I talk all things AEW Rampage. We have Looking Back on it, which gives us an album review show from the... 90s to the early 2000s And then we have MLW Rewind And this leads us right into Sunday Which is Sunday night's main event On TSN and iHeartRadio And that is the flagship show Hosted by Mike McGuire Each and every single week And that brings us back to Monday Where it is us, Phil Here on the It's (laughs) Canon Podcast Oh my god That was a lot.
1: That's a mouthful, man. That is a mouthful. (laughs) Isn't it? Can you go over the middle ones again? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. No, I I
0: cannot.
1: To be honest, like, it's great to be here. And um, it's, I'm still getting used to it. Uh, It came about very quickly. And we're really happy to uh, be bringing this show on board. And looking forward to uh, many hours of hijinks and hilarity with pop culture and and all the geekdom that we we touch on.
0: Exactly. Oh man, it's it's feels so good to be back. You know, it's it's I I said it on Bam earlier. If you've listened to this show for a second or a million hours, I just want to thank you. And everyone that's new, uh you can find us at the at itscanonpodcast.com. You can find every episode and then some at itscanonpodcast.com. Phil will have the full rundown later on in the show, but Phil Without further ado, and because I need a drink of water, how are you? I'm doing well, you know what? it's uh it's been
1: weird because we we tried on our sports cap for a while and did that, which was a lot of fun. And uh, now we're doing this again, which is very much needed and and to be honest, like um, you know I, I'm very thankful as well to all the listeners who stuck with it. All the new listeners who are coming on board and whatnot and and checking out what it is that we do here on It's Canaan Podcast. Um, But, yeah, it's been a lot of geekdom, man. A lot of video games. Uh, I'll tell you, a lot of video games. And uh, a lot of um, that geek geek roundout, right? Like The Last of Us, which we're probably going to talk about today. Um, There's just been a lot of content to consume. Right. And and like in the Star Wars world, we're just kicking out the jams right now. And that's like we missed a lot
0: yes. ourselves
1: with Obi Wan Kenobi with uh with uh Andor, and now we have Bad Batch season two, which is going to overlap with Mandalorian kick starting here in a month. And then we have uh MLS season starting up in under a month.
0: Yes, so MLS like MLS MLS. MLS, MLS. Dude it that oh, I can't wait until we talk MLS because I really want to talk about that TV contract that they have with Apple because as amazing as it is on paper and for today, I think no one's taking a look at the long-term growth of the actual league itself. Uh, So we're going to be talking about that uh, shortly. Um, I think, you know what the thing is? Everyone is trying so hard to capitalize on 2026 today that no one is thinking beyond 2026.
1: Yeah, and... And here's the thing, though, like you know, not to not to steal the thunder from it, but man, oh man, that what is it, one billion dollar uh, uh, fee that they paid for ten years? Yeah. And you just think about the fact that that's ten years of ex- worldwide exclusivity. Yep. So if you're talking about a guy like, oh, I don't know, Messi, possibly swinging into a, a marketplace like, oh, I don't know, let's think about miami or something it gets crazy very fast yep because the that's of the rest of the world wanting to watch right yep. and that's that's creating a lot of cash
0: yeah and like you know the the bigger conversation to have with that is that is this the future of sports programming is it are we moving away from traditional cable right like in the states Mm -hmm. you know tnt seems to be renewing and getting everything right now they have the rights to the u.s national team they got the nhl they've had nba for a while for a while is this the beginning of the end of that are the apples the amazons the whomever on the streaming side of the world are they going to take slowly take over sports and like you know Again, how, how do you how do you grow that? How does that grow from a grass roots? Because you're literally taking away from your local stations so that you can have it on this national platform. And I don't know. There's so much to to, to decompress and un- unpack from that. There's just so many layers to that onion. And I really want to, you know, if you've never heard us before, we, we go in depth and we do our research most of the time. Some of the time. Tyler likes doing it. <laughs> Tyler um, <laughs> loves the research. He does. We love but, talking about it, right? <laughs> yeah, but but you know, I want to unpack that one properly because there's numbers that we got to look at, uh, and 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 dollars and figures, and I want to see kind of what TNT is doing, you know, try to extrapolate and find out what their future is going to look like, but. Man, it's it's such a such a wonderful wonderful thing there. Uh, so yeah, here on the It's Canon Podcast, that's the beauty, right? It's called the It's Cannon Podcast because if it happens in this world, happens in this universe, if happens in a <laughs> galaxy far far away, we're gonna be talking about it here. So that's kind of how I get away with literally talking about whatever the heck I feel like. We're on just any given day, what in the whistle. I'm just we're just letting people know what else is cooking in the frying pan. Oh you man, know what I'm saying. I'm so excited to have Tyler back. I know that things have been up and down with him. I'll let him tell everyone what's going on in the life of Tyler. Uh, but I'm so happy that he's going to be back uh, next week. And I just love the fact that we're already cooking up future episodes. And I, I think I I think I got his jollies going from a 6 to 12 when I brought up AI.
1: Yeah, exactly. That that, that hit Overdrive when, when you hit that one. I was like, oh, we just hit the money mark. And, you know, I use these opportunities. I I don't think I hide it very much. I use them as educational opportunities just as much as you guys. Like, I lightly scrape a topic and then I see where the onion peels in our discussion to, to start forming opinions and whatnot. So I've been deliberately avoiding all of this AI chatter that's been going on because, honestly, it's borderline terrifying. It is. And... It's just so much is happening so fast with this open chat stuff. And oh, my goodness. You know, I can't imagine.
0: If I were Alphabet, Google, whatever you want to call them, I would be nervous as all hell because that is literally Google's bread and butter. At the end of the day, it's their search engine and their SEO and their advertisement, which which makes Google the powerhouse that it is, right? But this chat API and, and all that stuff. It is scary. Like, is does is Google in a position to compete with them?
1: I don't think so. And, and from all accounts, everything that I've been reading about and whatnot has been Google's doubling down on better than they thought hardware sales with the Pixel 7. So I'm just wondering if they are backing into a transitionary spot of much like Apple right now in terms of hardware in order to... You know, help sidestep some of this, but I know, I know the CEOs freaked out. Like apparently, they've been putting out memo after memo, just basically freaking out about AI and how quickly this stuff is
0: advancing. Well, so you know that things are are that it's on their forefront and the front of their mind when. You know, they, they let go of thousands of employees and in the memo that they sent is like, by the way, we're doubling down on on A.I. and that stuff. So get ready, guys. And just think
1: months ago, what was all the speculation that that one of the guys who works in the A.I. area of Google was claiming that they had sentience with one of the chats chat bots. So Google looked like at that point I was thinking Google looked like they're way ahead of the race and then they tried to tamp it down. They said, "Oh, this guy's wrong. We we got our our stuff wrong. We're going to back away from this, shut him up, pay him off, whatever." And then then this open chat
0: thing comes along
1: and wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's so many layers to the AI stuff too, right? Because we have the chat uh the uh, you know, the chat APIs and and all that, you know, that that stuff which you can have fun with it's scary but then there's licensing right and the whole art side of it and 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 that's a whole conversation that i cannot wait to have with tyler uh, so we have that yeah. coming we're going to be talking open licenses D&D dungeons and dragons have made tons of noise in the start of the year and they you know <laughs> they 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 said you know we own everything then they back down essentially over the you know after a little while but i still think changes are coming uh but we'll see exactly what's going on uh but you know everything going on with dungeon dragons right now because you know it's it's just crazy right and and everyone is kind of protecting their ip right now They and that's that's at the end of the day what this is about they claim they're protecting their ip they just want to monetize on everyone else's work
1: Well, they they got caught in a lot of double standards and congratulations to the community for calling them out on it because they got them to back down and revert back to the old terms and conditions. But in the new terms and conditions that they were trying to rush through and then they magically said, oh, this is just a draft, which it never had the word draft in it anywhere. It basically said. Yeah, if you're not making a lot of money with it Or doing anything over $700,000 a year I forget the exact number But it was like some, you know, pretty good number Like, okay, if you're making more than this We want 25% of what you're doing Oh, and by the way, there's another clause in here That's buried in there That says we own your image We own any content that you've created And we can use it at our discretion If we want to pull out a a 10-story, you know ad campaign with your face on it playing D&D on twitch that we can do that yeah and that's what people were upset about right and well and a lot more it's, know, it's it's a complicated community and they've
0: evolved it's crazy because this is a community that was like shunned for so long. Right. And, and basically since like critical role, especially uh, stranger things, uh, you know, and, and, and those things, the D and D community is starting to grow. You have the movie that's coming out, which is getting a lot of attention and eyes on D and D as the geek and pop culture uh, kind of fandom becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and more prevalent and becomes, well, pop culture. Then, you know, These companies are just taking advantage of that, right? But, like, you had... You know who I felt sorry for throughout all of this licensing stuff? And that's the the peeps from Critical Role.
1: Well, apparently they have a separate deal cut. They do. With Magic the Gathering or Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. A a subsidiary, basically, of Hasbro, right? Yeah. So they've got their own deal. So I think that they were largely... They were being really strategic... in what
0: they were releasing as That's statements, what I mean, because right. in w- yeah. on one hand, the yes, they have another deal, fantastic, but they can't piss off their audience, so they got to kind yeah. of side with their audience, but they also can't piss off, you know, the hand that feeds them, so they were kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place,
1: and and a lot of people migrated over to Pathfinder. There's a lot of different options that are on the market. Hell, I I have never really played D and D, uh, recently. And I've been thinking about wanting to get back into it. So I kind of want to go down the Star Wars route. We we interviewed Keith Capel on here about Mandalorian a couple of years ago, and he's one of the main writers of it and whatnot. But unfortunately they're having some kind of book and printing issue that apparently is starting to get behind them. They've got new printing versions coming out. I'm waiting for him to hit places like Amazon because I'm having a difficult time tracking them down in my neck of the woods. But I I actually downloaded a Pathfinder video game on Xbox because I was just like, well, this is apparently what everybody's going to go to, right? Like I'm looking at all this controversy and everyone's throwing around Pathfinder and whatnot. So I'm like, okay, I'll grab this Pathfinder video game. Still haven't played it, to be honest, but it's just, you know, it it was, it was a pretty
0: hard two weeks there. The revolt was on, man. Well, this is also a reminder that d and d is just one tabletop game that you can play. There's thousands and thousands yep. and thousands of them, including hundreds and hundreds written by our very own Tyler, right? Like exactly. there's just so many
1: he's the person I want to talk to about some of those alternatives, right? Because I know my my recollection or my knowledge of that industry is is a pittance compared to his. and that's just even with his own book of creation. So, it, it's a fantastic, it's a fascinating journey into, to me, honestly, the thing that I wanted to rant about was about Hasbro and Hasbro have turned down a pretty dark lane right now. Yeah. And I don't know if you know what's going on with their
0: toys. Well, hold on. Let's take a step back. I don't know, and then again, we'll, we'll go into much more detail. We're kind of just, just scraping, giving you a little preview of what we talk about here on the It's Canon Podcast. Um, everything they've done with Magic the Gathering, that community is ruined, angry, upset, pissed. Any synonym you can use about angry, that's what that community is right now with Hasbro and Magic the Gathering because... Uh, essentially, what was going on with Dungeons and Dragons already happened to Magic the Gathering.
1: Yeah, it's greedy execs. But what they've done to Hasbro have done to the toy collecting community is absolutely atrocious. And I wasn't aware that this had happened. So, Dopey Me goes into Toys R Us. We, and yes, we still have Toys R Us here in Canada. Dopey Me goes into Toys R Us. And Oh, look, there's a Mandalorian in a Christmas garb. Oh, look, he's got a little baby Grogu with him. Oh, this is nice. A uh, Black series, six inch figure. How much is this? $75.
0: Ooh,
1: I'm like, oh, that's got to be a mistake. Or how limited is this? Oh, look, here's uh here's another black series. Six inch figure. Uh, That one, 50. Non-special colored. Oh, Okay go over to the Three inch collection Those are Fifty bucks now And I'm serious I go to Walmart And they want fifty to seventy dollars Like it is unreal And now people are getting mad I see it on Twitter all the time where people are like It's too expensive to collect this stuff And like the props that I Collect the black series props Like the helmets and the lightsabers And all that they have been Steadily increasing it's now to the point where I was buying Master Replica Darth Vader swords, laser swords for $200 Canadian. And I get inflation and things happen, but these things kind of went up to the Hasbro Black Series around 250 I can tell you like that Din Jordan, uh, uh the, the Darksaber that I bought, that was $450. That's and that crazy. was before all this inflation stuff started hitting. That's these crazy. helmets... I pre ordered over a year ago for $250, and they're sitting on store shelves right now at $330. Yep. Because of inflation in- increases. So yep. it, it's just criminal. What's what's and they've just changed strategy. They've changed boxes. They've changed. They've made some of the sculpts better, I guess, and more accurate. There are improvements to my knowledge, but. As a consumer as a guy with boxes and boxes and boxes of these, I'm just like, no, I'll go buy my expensive Lego. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah
1: so and that I've been valuing some of my collection and that in my spare time. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I have some minifigs in there that are over four hundred dollars. Yeah
0: so, I'm just like, oh the marketplace is a nutty nutty place
1: if you can get that for any of it.
0: Well, that's okay the question. That, that's exactly it, right? Like, you know that I have that Green Ranger, uh, the Spear, right? Like, the original Green Ranger Spear, right? That toy? Yeah. That's what I was looking at back there. I'm like, where is it? Where is it? Because I want to make sure it is Hasbro. It is a Hasbro toy. Honestly, my brother got that for me for, like, 40 bucks. Now, it's impossible to find for less than, like, 400
1: Yeah, but that's the world of collecting. Now. You know, like, that's scarcity and demand.
0: Yeah, and I'm when they
1: do it from the manufacturer.
0: That's that's when I get pissed. That's the point I'm trying to make, right? That's the thing we're collecting now is just crazy, right? And and these companies, the manufacturers, they're capitalizing on the collectors. and you know, here's the thing that gets to me the most, and this is where like our generation—we're not the same generation, but you know, our generation, for lack of a better um, term—we've ruined the toy market because where are the toys for the kids now?
1: Oh, I know you go into the the, the aisle at Walmart and whatnot, like the boys are here and the men are here. Like you can tell there's Transformers and whatnot. Kids are playing with that, but all the all, all the old guys like me that were like, I could never afford a Optimus Prime. Hmm, you're thumbing one for 250 bucks now, which seems approachable for some reason. But it it's it's the same thing with Lego. Lego have increased their strategy so weirdly right now. Where if you want to get a free set It used to be buy a set And get a free set type yep. thing. Like oh here's a promotional set The last promotion that they ran On Black Friday The minimum buy in To get the promotional set Was 300 Canadian dollars And they limited what sets You could buy
0: That's crazy so,
1: And it's just for a little Lego house set now, Like it's Unbelievable
0: I think we should also like set the set the stage that you are an avid Lego collector. I'm an avid Star Wars
1: Lego collector. Yes. yes. So yes. Uh, my big my big set that a friend of mine I'm working out purchasing over over the Christmas break. She mistakenly bought. Hi, Lydia. She mistakenly bought a uh, Cantina set, and I purchased it off of her, and that's a uh, five hundred dollar.
0: Big boy, set. so my first the- master builder playset behind me. I don't know if you can tell because it's a little dark in my room. I got the Bubba Fett Lego helmet. Ah, nice. Oh, that, I've got that in box
1: downstairs.
0: Yeah, mine's still in the still box. Never been open. The only Lego that I really collect are Batmobiles. And by God, I am gonna buy that Batwing. I still haven't bought it. I still haven't bought the Lego ni- oh, Batman 1989. 1989 Batwing. I still haven't. I think it's retired now, dude. <laughs> I can still get it, though. You can still get it at okay. a somewhat reasonable price. That's my next big purchase. Um, but yeah, I have the Boba Fett that uh, my nephew, hey, Alex, and my brother. I don't know if my brother listens. I doubt he does, but brothers whatever. don't listen. Mine don't. <laughs> <laughs> the kids oh. do. Hey, Alex. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it. I love comments that. on everything I put on social media.
0: <laughs> I know, right? It's so funny. Um, it's so... Yeah, it's so weird. But yeah, like, yeah, that Boba Fett is something that I still need to build. Um, and again, I stopped collecting big time after the big flood in my place, right? Like, comics really stop that collection uh toys i don't buy any toys unless someone buys them for me right like and even then i'm very select with what i get and it's mostly lego and it's it's very like batman or star wars that's
1: it yeah yeah and believe me like lego are shitting the bed on dc right now or dc shitting the bed on lego i don't know what, Dude, what order it's going in dc
0: but, not shitting the bed uh, right now
1: The only DC Lego sets that come out this year are a four plus, but Harley Quinn is in it, so yay! (laughs) Oh, I'm just like, wow, this is really like they're really up Marvel's ass right now. So, but yeah, DC, I, 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 this is one of the ones that I'm largely remaining somewhat ignorant on, other than knowing that James Gunn has taken over uh, as a co CEO. And Henry Cavill
0: is out (laughs) Let's talk about that Let's kick it off Phil Let's talk about this So much has gone on since we last talked At uh, Discovery Warner Things are crazy to say the least there Um, You know Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon came out super successful. But while all of that was going on, uh, the DC Universe was being decimated from the inside, from Batgirl being canceled to other big cancellations, to Henry Cavill coming back during Black Adam, to Henry Cavill essentially not being rehired, to Dwayne The Rock Johnson being let go, to everyone being let go, to James Gunn officially being called Grand Poobah of... Um, of, of of DC Studios Along with Peter Safran uh, Their co-CEOs And back then, back in the fall They announced that by the end of January They're going to be telling us what is coming up What is going on with the DC Universe But let's just talk about this What We talk about this so many times On the show, Phil <laughs> And I'm glad that they finally just Just did it They bit the bullet and they just Did it and I'm glad that they essentially announced that the Flash movie starring Ezra Miller, who somehow still has a job, go figure, yeah, um, is going to hit that reset button for the entire universe. I'm glad that there's going to be a story reason for this reset, and it's not just some random okay, it's going to end and then stuff is going to happen. <laughs> we'll kind of talk <laughs> about, you. yeah, we'll kind of talk about how that's going to happen. But your thoughts on 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 the drama that is DC and the DC universe?
1: It's a bloody mess and all I see Is a ton of outrage man Like people are really confused But then James goes out And makes a statement about what the roadmap Is and it, it, it's Huge like it, it was Way more involved But I get it he's starting Somewhere so he's Like here's where I'm going and those Of you who know the, the IPs Will know where this, this car Is careening towards Right and yeah the Flash movie, interesting, and I get why, I get why, and that gives them the foundation to open up the can of worms, and as as does Shazam too, I guess, because yep. there was brief mention of that being part of the the kickoff, right? So this is all they're they're taking a turd and they're making it shine, and I do trust in James Gunn to do that, but what a mess it really was. Uh, Discover Warner, like Discovery Warner. Uh, this this, this whole brand was just as lost as we thought as like Wonder Woman 1984
0: was. <laughs> oh my God. I still can't believe that both you and I watched Wonder Woman 1984 and Tenet on Christmas 2020. Oh, my God. What a horrible way to spend that Christmas. Oh, well, I can tell you I preferred Tenet. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Have you tried rewatching Tenet? Have you tried giving it a second go, third go, fourth go, fifth go? I think I
1: have. I've, I've, I've caught it on TV or streaming in in some capacity, but I've not concentrated on it because
0: you're right; it was pretty terrible. <laughs> That's, it was something. It was something there. All right, so let's talk about DC Universe and what is going on. So we have Shazam, Fury of the Gods coming out in a couple weeks, couple months. We also have the Flash that's going to be coming out, and then that leads us into Aquaman. It leads us into Blue Beetle, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, stars the 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 main protagonist from Cobra Kai. Uh, we have Peacemaker oh. season two coming out, which that seems to be part of this new DCU. Um, then we're starting to get things like the Else Worlds. The Else Worlds is essentially gonna be everything that's not part of the main DCU timeline. So that's where Joker Foley A, duh comes into play. Um, that's where the Batman, that Matt Reeves world, and all of those shows come into play. Uh ugh, Gotham Knights on the CW. And <laughs> Superman and Lois on the CW. going sell them
1: video games. <laughs>
0: Gotham Knights is a much better game than anyone has given it credit. Yeah, oh it got, it got trashed because of the 30 frames per second.
1: Well, like it, it, it got unfairly trashed. got like like it unfairly got
0: ganked out the gate. Also because everyone thought that it was going to play and be exactly like the Arkham games, but at the end of the day, it's an action RPG. But that's oh. on the company. That's on Montreal Studios uh for 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 not explicitly saying this is an action RPG do not expect the Arkhamverse
1: I'm just waiting for that to go on deep discount then I'm going to pick it up or come on to game pass one or the other I know it's just a matter of time
0: before Phil gets to try that one I've been playing it it's a lot of fun I think you would like it I think you would like it I probably How many, would okay. I'm looking for an How many RPG hours did yourself? you put into destiny oh uh, probably about six or eight hundred. Jeez,
1: maybe Jeez. more. Maybe maybe over a thousand. Okay,
0: I have a friend. Actually, you know my friend, Mister Andrew Kapalka, who you got the PS Five for. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know him. Yeah, he, he plays put, like, Destiny a lot.
0: Twenty five hundred hours or something on Destiny too. Yeah,
1: I believe it. <laughs> I, I I grinded. Right now, I'm sitting at a thousand hours in Forza Horizon Five. Yeah, but you play that with your buds. Yeah, well, I was playing Destiny with my, the same group. Because we were doing that online for years and years. it's probably one of the reasons why my wife is now an (laughs) (laughs) ex-wife. Between that and then before that, it was World of Warcraft. Oh my god. (laughs) That one I put a
0: lot of time in. Woof. I don't have an addiction problem. (laughs) Yeah. Remember Mike and I with that Star Wars the, the MMO? Yep the star wars galaxies or whatever it was called oh i was
1: i was hoping that one was going to be the the hook and bait to get me off a wow and i'm like oh this is fucking terrible excuse my french but my goodness when we had to do the speeder bike thing it was just like 12 billion
0: credits needed (laughs) yeah it's it's gonna be two years of grinding yeah all right Let's talk some yeah. DCU DCU Phase 1 is being called Chapter 1 Gods and Monsters Alright so this is going to kick off with Superman Legacy It has a 2025 release date So this is going to be A James Gunn written Superman um, Movie that's currently slated For July 11th 2025 The balls for giving it a date The balls for giving it a date So far ahead <laughs> All right, the movie is going to show Clark Kent balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing, showcasing Superman as a good hero in a morally complex world. This movie will be PG-13, and we learned ratings for other projects depend on the story. Gunn hasn't really said if he's going to direct this just yet, but he's for sure going to write it. So that's the first project, Superman Legacy. The second movie, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. This is actually an adaptation from Tom King's recent run, Good Run. Uh, So this is going to be based off of Tom King, where we see a much harsher Supergirl than we've ever seen before. This is direct from Gun. This is because Kara grew up on a piece of Krypton that drifted away from the planet in a, quote, horrible situation where she watched everybody around her die. Uh, Sounds like a rough upbringing. Oh my God! I got I him. You so much, Phil. <laughs> got him. You did. You finally. You, it only took. How long have we been recording? It only took thirty six minutes, and he got me. <laughs>
1: and that's the game we like to play, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> yep. The next project is the Brave and the Bold, and this is going to introduce the new Batman into the DCU. Um, he's going to be coming through the Brave and the Bold. This movie focuses on Damian Wayne the son of bruce wayne and talia agul mm. it's a father-son story based on the grant morrison comics run of the same name uh and we can also expect to see other members of the bat family as well so there you go damian wayne making his big screen debut damian wayne's been in a lot of uh media as of late like i think he's becoming the like the, the big robin right now right like uh Tim Drake hmm. is kind of taking a back seat Obviously you got Nightwing And then well Red Hood is Red Hood
1: Well I You know I I'm This is this is way more into the Batverse Than I've ever been I'm still thinking Tim Burton <laughs> And Michael Keaton right So I I, I was getting my head around Robert Pattinson donning the cowl So I'm like does he have kids That he can play Batman <laughs> <laughs> By the time they make this movie They'll be ready <laughs> Sure enough. Because, uh, like, this is ambitious. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm sitting there going, man, Marvel make movies like three a quarter, it seems like, in DC. And I think it's better to do it like this. I think it's better to plot it out and to drive it in with the fans because they are doing shows like the else, Elsewhere and all that stuff, right? Yep. Like, they are satisfying the demand on the multi-tap front. So... yep interesting and we're also, i'm going to be there all the way for pathfinder or for peacemaker
0: we're also getting a swamp thing movie finally this is going to yes. explore the character's dark origins not much is known and then we know that we're going to get something on the authority uh which will move a lot of Wildstorm characters into the dcu Wildstorm used to be part of image they got brought into the DCU when the new 52 really kicked off that's when we really started seeing more of wildstorm uh so I guess James Gunn is a huge fan of them and he really wants to add them to the DCU because he says they are very different kind of superhero story uh that is to say the least we are also getting some animated oh, animated uh, shows we have creature commandos it's gonna be on HBO Max let's see if HBO Max exists by then um, It's going to be an animated show Written by James Gunn that's already entered Production the show's going to feature Rick Flagg Sr Nina Mazurki Dr. Phosphorus Frankenstein Bride of Frankenstein G.I. Robot And Weasel this is the most James Gunn project there is
1: Yep And it'll be probably a blast Right sounds yep. off the wall but it's Going to be a blast like I Peacemaker. am I'm putting that note in um, I'm excited about Swamp Thing because that that limited series that came out a couple years ago, what that was that was gold, man. That was yeah, gold. I, I enjoyed that very. And very the only
0: nice. reason H uh, DC Warner cut that DC Discovery, whatever you want to call them, is because they didn't get the tax credit that they got for the first season. Oh, jeez. Paradise studio Lost. Like a studio Knife everybody in the back like
1: Bob Iger did.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Paradise Lost is a Game of Thrones type of story, according to James Gunn, and this is going to follow. Uh, it's going to be set in Themyscira, which is home of the Amazons and birthplace of Wonder Woman. This drama will focus on the creation and politics of this all-woman society. Uh, so this on. is going to take place before Diana Prince's birth. So before Wonder Woman. And she's like 1 billion years old
1: Yep As the movies are leading me to believe Because she she was around
0: like when World War I was happening All (laughs) right, We also have three series for HBO Max There's Waller A new series that takes place in between Hmm. Peacemaker season 1 and season 2 Viola Davis is returning to star as Amanda Waller And the show is going to include some of Team Peacemaker We also learn about Lanterns A uh, true detective like series that follows intergalactic cops, Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan. And then there's Booster Gold, which is a story of a superhero with imposter syndrome who uses technology from the future to pose as a superhero today. That'll be fun.
1: I like the sounds of all those. Waller 1 probably sounds like the least interesting, but probably will be the best because it's got
0: the Peacemaker people. I was going to say, so. Waller on the paper sounds the least interesting, but because they're going to have a lot of the Peacemaker characters, yeah. I think it'll be a very fun show. And for those of you who haven't watched season one of Peacemaker, stop what you're doing. Put us on pause. Pause. Don't stop. Pause. Watch all of season one.
1: because You it can was go and route. actually you can buy it on YouTube for 20 bucks for the entire season and 4K. So I just did that because I've only watched it off of a friend's Plex because, yeah, HBO, HBO, HBO. <laughs> Where are you? We're in Canada. HBO, HBO,
0: HBO. Right. And Crave. <laughs> you know what? At least Crave. I will say this. So Yeah, Crave's got a good lineup. I, in I just present the 20 bucks. I'm your like, biggest <laughs> uh, beef with Crave is that you get Crave, but then you have to add all these packages to watch everything. Yep. They've dropped all that packages. Now it's just Crave.
1: Yeah, and that's a simpler format, and they do have a lot of content. Like because we're going between Paramount with Picard and then Last of Us with, with this thing. And it, it's just it does have a lot of value. So kudos to them. I just hate their interface and everything about it. Like I I, I have to try it again, I guess. But maybe maybe I'll call Ma Bell and get a deal, you know? One of them <laughs> good old deals. Because that, that's the way I tried it for a year. They were just like, here, have HBO, have everything. You're just going to love it. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I really do. But I don't like the price tag. I
0: know, right? Oh, man, that's another episode. Streaming. The streaming wars is just getting stupid. And, uh, you know, I've been seeing it since 2015, 2016, when Netflix wasn't the only player anymore. And, and we're seeing it more and more. Plex is getting more popular, and people are torrenting again. All we need is LimeWire to come back, and everyone's going to get a virus. Oh, I know, right? I, I I live religiously off of Plex. It's actually
1: delays my H, uh, last of us watching because I have to wait for that to upload. But it's a crazy, crazy environment. And as well, the Netflix fatigue is hit full on, too. Where I I theorized about it on the show And we all kind of nodded our heads Yeah But it's getting to the point Where it's not even worth taking a chance On stuff on Netflix Unless You either know you're going to just look for it As a one season, one and done And you're not investing Anything else into it Anything beyond that is absolute bonus But look how long it took them to green light Sandman season 2 like, that was the sketchiest three months of shorts in my life. Like, I, oh, I was leaving streaks everywhere because that was a great show. Look at
0: what happened to Jupiter's Legacy.
1: Jupiter's Legacy,
0: 1899. Like, oh, the, 1899. The that's one that I'm shocked. They're not even giving you a second season. Not even a second season. I know, that's season. what I mean. And
1: people are getting mad. And, and, and now... Here's the part that I love when we get to talking about this, and we will. I just love all the articles I'm reading about the outrage that Netflix is cracking down on password sharing. So you're getting mad that you were stealing Netflix, and now Netflix
0: is saying they don't want you stealing their product anymore. Yeah. Like, you know what the problem is that Netflix did a uh... win 80. They used to love password sharing Now it's the biggest evil in the world My favorite thing about Netflix and that company Is when their CEO had The cojones The gonads The testicular fortitude To actually say That Netflix has never cancelled A popular show (laughs) That's like Bob Iger Saying Bob JPEG was a good CEO (laughs) Wow, leads me into the next topic Phil you seem to be (laughs) Disney guy out of the Three of us mainly because of Star Wars uh, And you follow the Kathleen The the daily Kathleen Kennedy Ramblings of her getting fired What's going on in Disney? Help, help me understand what's going on because I want to talk Indiana Jones at some point and and how Indiana how Disney was willing to allow Indiana Jones 5 to bomb on purpose and use that as the catapult to get rid of Kathleen Kennedy. But CEOs changed before any of this could happen.
1: Through time, through time, third time. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Thank you to heavy spoilers for that one. Um, Yeah, watching it from the sidelines Like, look, the speculation is that Kathleen Kennedy, the writing's on the wall Shortly after they drop Indiana Jones 5 They've mutually agreed to part ways I'll believe it when I see it That woman's like a cockroach in that job She just lives through it all And especially now, like you pointed out That the great Bob Chapek sacrifices (laughs) occurred Right before the Elton John concert (laughs) He was due to go up on stage and then he got an email that he's fired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like laughing my ass off the whole time. And then uh, Iger gets in there and he's just rolling heads because it's exactly what I feared. And I know that everybody here was a little bit, "Eh, we're not sure. We're not sure. It's going to take years. And you're right. It's going to take years, but he put the accountants in charge of the creatives. Yeah. And that's a, particularly bad strategy because apparently Kevin Feige had all of Pixar like waiting in the wings with pitchforks to say either JPEC goes or we go. Yeah. So uh, Iger had to come in and put the knife in the back and seize the crown back and yeah, remake this, this thing. And I think that he probably will go through with a change at Lucasfilm because it just needs to happen anyway Kathleen is just at an age where I don't think she can keep it up And basically all of Lucasfilm is afraid to make a movie At this point because every movie that they planned Has been
0: gone like goes away Dude it was so bad that I know that the powers that be At Lucasfilm and I'm talking about Kathleen Kenny, The creatives didn't even want to announce projects anymore
1: Yeah it's it, it it's it but they're doing well with the TV shows right like Andor, I think was an unmitigated critical success I think it didn't do as well in the numbers as maybe people want we can but as that's well a whole it's, episode it's as different why. yeah it's a different Star Wars right like that I was unsure if I was going to enjoy that and then once I got through the second or third episode I was just like, oh, yeah, like, lock me into this. This this. I'm down for. This is a new type of Star Wars that I didn't even think could exist. And they are trying new things. The Vision Season 2 drops on May the 4th this year. Yep. And they're going outside of Japan. So this is going to get, like, they got the guys who do Wallace and, and Gromit, like the, the claymation guys, doing a Star Wars animation thing. So there is a lot of potential there for... A lot of fun and a lot of New ideas so I I I really do believe that They've got A great creative team it's just They got to find the right jump Back in point for a movie and I don't Know that they know what that is yet
0: Yeah and that's the thing right I Know that they've been hell bent and and they Really want to move away from the the Skywalkers right but It's the unfortunate part is that it's Proven that that's the only thing that's really making Money but you know, I was actually having this conversation with my nephew, my nephew earlier. We'll talk about this a little more in detail when we talk about The Last of Us, and that's what's the beautiful thing about The Last of Us is Ellie and Joel are characters in this amazing world that's been created for The Last of Us, right? They're not the end all mm-hmm. be all, and this is where it is vastly different from Star Wars, where the Skywalkers are literally the end all be all of that universe. So it's hard for you to care on a grand scale about a character because they're not skywalkers hence therefore they're not the chosen ones yeah it is it's a flaw and it's
1: one that's always bothered me that's why my favorite characters have always been like the darth vader's the umpire the hand solos you know the guys that are on on the rogue fringe you know, because it's arguable that the rebellion are just a bunch of terrorists. It's equally arguable that the empire are a bunch. Of <laughs> and terrorists. I love the fact so, that Andor really pushed that one. Yeah, exactly. Andor, exactly. That that was. There was a moment in Andor, the prison episode, the first prison episode, where I was legitimately scared of the empire. Like that was a whole new view, and you know me, I've read the books. I've watched the cartoons. I've consumed almost everything Star Wars can hit me with, comic books, novels, everything. And that was the first time that I went to bed and I had a nightmare about Star Wars, like about just the oppressive nature of the electrified floors and the 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 work camp and and everything and the pure terror expressed in and Andy Circus. Oh my god. Fantastic job. There was just so much greatness about exposing the true underside of the empire so that you can't make that argument anymore you really sympathize with the rebellion there's been times at which you know you read lost stars and man I'm telling you it's it's an interesting take too so i i just like where star wars is positioned i just hope that they keep the diversity up yeah in terms of not making everything i have no problem with bookable buffet but there's stuff in bookable buffet that was geared towards kids and that's okay because i want kids to watch this stuff i want kids to know cad bane if they haven't watched the cartoons and whatnot i want kids to enjoy grogu putting the rancor to sleep and you know all of the silliness that that last episode was but <laughs> it definitely is a stark difference juxtaposed to andor right where yes. it's just deidre Dedra, and, and just all of that stuff was just so i don't know that that soliloquy at the end uh uh by by the guy uh telling like it wasn't soliloquy because there was another guy there but just that that way that he went on for like the five minutes explaining what he sacrificed yeah you know like that if you actually go back and watch that, it is absolutely mortifying yeah to to listen to it. It's just like the like I've seen reaction videos on YouTube about it because people are just like crap in their pants like yeah, oh my God it, it's almost it it can almost bring you to tears. So I like that version of Star Wars. I like that serious version of Star Wars and good on the Gilroys for bringing that in so and good on that was a Kathleen Kennedy call for Rogue One to bring in Tony Gilroy when her director started pulling up lame for her and whatnot. And these aren't easy decisions. And I know we like the fan base likes to hang the noose around Kathleen Kennedy's neck with stuff, but she's a fantastic movie producer. And I guess she wanted her swan song to be Indiana Jones five. So be it. If nothing else, it's going to put a smile on our faces. It can't be any
0: worse than crystal skull. Get it. (laughs) I love it because People are saying, or, with, you know, with the original cut, because there have been a few cuts, there's a new cut now of Indiana Jones, apparently, um, where it made Crystal Skull look like, you know, Citizen Kane. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a step back. Let's keep talking Disney, because this is huge. The fact that, you know. In the middle of everything, as things were going one direction, they replaced the CEO with the CEO that already left. Bob Iger is back. Long live the king! Uh, the king is dead. Um, <laughs> what do you think is the future of Disney Plus? Because you know Disney was really putting a lot of eggs in the Disney Plus basket. Well, I think that
1: the, the shareholders and that the the um, the theme parks and the fan experience and the fan feedback spoke for itself all those things combined because of chapex decision to put everything on disney plus like black widow like you know uh, uh red the uh, what is it red panda all this stuff right like all these all these uh, soul or whatever it was the musical one right all of those pixar movies went straight to disney plus they got pantsed at the box office. They should have just sat on those films, yeah, and released them in the theater for the pandemic to die down, because it it not only made everybody just sit at home and watch it, it 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 maybe grew the numbers on on their. I think they're a little bit ahead of their projections on on the streaming service, which
0: great, okay, but it cost them at the theme park, and that's where they make their big money. That is. That's their bread and butter. Do you know where else it costs them? And toys and toy sales. We'll talk about that in a second. Because yep. I know Disney is bleeding in their toy market right now for many reasons. Um, but, you know, you bring up a great point, right? They should have sat on these movies. You know who looks like a freaking genius right now? Who? Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. He the way sat that on Top Gun. Yep. Yep. The way he sat on That's... Top Gun. And ha- just... Just Yes, it was a good movie at the end of the day But he sat on it Star And Wars. he made a point to sit on it And look how much it grows Because people were ready to go back to the theater And that's the right type of movie, right? Same yeah. same gamble but with Avatar 2 You too. look at what Disney... Put on Disney Plus and they easily Could have sat on those Black Widow is a hard one uh, right just because of the whole even MCU and I yes I know that Black Widow to a certain extent Because it's not linear In the storytelling and takes place Before a lot of the I, things That are happening now they could have sat on it uh, but Yeah I don't blame them for Black Widow
1: as much uh, Jungle Cruise
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay Rania or whatever the dragon thing charging people 35 Canadian dollars to watch a movie on top of your subscription. And you know what I mean? Like that's, that was pure greed that turned people off. No, thanks. I'll keep my subscription. You just let me know when that's free. Thanks very much. Right. And, and then even the way that Bob JPEC handled the Scarlett Johansson thing, you know what Bob Iger would have done Scarlett, we're going to release black widow. On on Disney Plus, let's go out and talk money over dinner. Yeah, right, Bob Chapek. No, screw you. See you in court. You know, like, like, look, I got more
0: lawyers than you do, lady.
1: We're gonna, we're gonna come out with this, and you're gonna, you're gonna take a loss.
0: You know what the you big know? difference between Chapek and Igar is at the end of the day, and this is like just from seeing the way that they handle these situations. Chapek was. The Definition of Greed and Corporate America. Where I'm not saying Bob Iger is any better, but Bob Iger no, at least knows how to handle money. business. He at least makes Disney look like the Disney company is supposed to look. Well, Disney under Chapek look like every other greedy American corporation under the sun. Yeah, it looked terrible, man. I'm just telling you. Like, look
1: at what, what Iger's done since he's gotten back. He's gotten rid of a bunch of people. He's getting rid of more. Okay, great. That doesn't really... Make a headline other than Disney's making changes. He dropped prices at the theme parks back to pre theme park pricing or pre pandemic increase. He started changing things back to the way that they were to make the fans happy. You don't know, like, I've seen people who live in California and whatnot and doing YouTube channels and whatnot. They all swore off I'm never setting foot in Disney Park again. Like I, I'm not buying a seasons pass next year. I'm not going to any of this. And they're devout fans of what it is. The Disney theme parks offer. Nope. Want no part of it. The experience is that bad. Yep. Like this, the apps going to the thing for an anniversary or something and not even being able to get a whiff of anything. Cause everything's sold out before you can even get to it on your cell phone. All this kind of stuff It it was just enough to turn people off And the price grabbing And everything about it Because what did JPEG decide Well there's going to be less people We're going to charge more money Because we need to make them profits And he had no IPs To further develop To put into the theme park Because he was giving it all away On the Disney Plus channel Yep And, And those are all like Strategic Mistakes like catastrophic mistakes And that's why Feige And all them were freaking out because Like look and Pixar because those Were the two brands that were particularly Hit hard in this whole thing Because Feige's got movies he Wants the box offices he wants the Tom Cruise box office Right and Top Top Gun 2 Man yep talk about a movie Remade of Star Wars holy cow You can almost go scene by scene <laughs> Look that up on YouTube uh, but, yeah, it, it, it's just crazy, right? They they just lost the plot on on how to run the business. And Iger's going to be back there knowing, I think, that when he walked out, he thought that there was a gentleman's understanding on how to go forward. And I think he knows now that he has to leave the playbook. Yep. He has to write and leave the playbook. That's his job for the next two years. Write the playbook out. How to not screw this up yep. for the next guy.
0: Yeah, exactly, and we'll see who that next person is. But honestly, it's like Bob Iger; he's not leaving this job until he's buried or cremated. I know, or running for president. One or the other. Oh my god, god, talking about that. I want to go near that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, Disney—such a—it's a beautiful story, just from a drama point of view. If you've seen the movie or the HBO show *Succession*, ugh, you know it, it just like. Falls in line with that except it's not a family It's just different executives going at it
1: <laughs> Hey One that I've fallen into is Shrinking that new Harrison Ford Jason Seagal one Yeah I'm telling you it's worth a watch too It's not geeky it's not sci-fi nope. But it, it was pretty good times I, I enjoyed that
0: yeah. So anything but, else you well, want to talk about Disney before we move on To TV and what, what we're watching I will talk about Disney at a later
1: date when we can eviscerate and overanalyze everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That
1: was just all the light touchings.
0: I the know. The last couple months. <laughs> That's a, like literally, we've just, I love how we've literally gone from September to now in just an hour. Yeah. <laughs> just, Here's the hot spots, boy, people. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of hotspots, Bob's spots, Burgers is still
1: alive,
0: <laughs> and Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been delayed six weeks till April twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. I'm okay with That's
1: that. Right. I, you know what? Like, oh, if we want to talk about what's happened since September in video games. Holy cow, I wasn't joking. 343 Industries ruined Halo.
0: <laughs> and I love how I love how Microsoft is double down saying 343's not going anywhere. Oh god. Just
1: let them like I feel bad for the devs. Honest to god, I, when I make that comment, I'm not aiming it at any talent on the team. I'm aiming it at that executive, like whoever's making the decisions there about taking as much time as they do. And apparently now the engine that they were working under was the limiting factor for losing some features and they're migrating the entire thing over to unreal five now, which will open up the base of basically they're going to be able to contract it out and get back on track. There is a plan somewhat going forward, but I feel bad for all the people laid off and whatnot because the industry is being mean to them and, I don't think that they deserve it as people. I think that they try really hard and they have families and you know, they're regular people doing good work, but three for three has really taken the soul out of halo for me. And that's what I say with that because it's like the coalition doing gears of war. It just doesn't feel quite the same to me anymore.
0: Right. I
1: miss the cliff blizzing touch.
0: You know what else took the took to make making Halo redundant at this point? What's that? Paramount's TV show. Oh. I thought it was a good show, man. Fearless Fred and I we were like, oh man, this is awesome. The sound production was amazing. It was, okay. Parts of it was okay, but I think just overall it just it was very underwhelming, right? And it, it sucks just because Halo how the how Halo has fallen over the past realistically ten yeah. years. Yeah, like people, kids,
1: we used to walk uphill to school and uphill back. But really, though, for for Boris and I, I think we can remember Halo 2 coming out and standing outside on a November night in the freezing cold until the midnight opening to get our hands on the helmet that we have. yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Like everybody's got that. It's in the big bang theory for crap's sake. So there's, there was something really special and magical watching online play on a console develop and having the online chat and just everything, like the chaos that it was, was a moment in time, just like, you know, you can't replace that. We all had semi high speed for the time. And you know, it was just I don't know, man, it was it was it was so exciting and I can't believe that they sterilized that excitement out of the game.
0: Well, That's yeah. The you know, here's the thing. When red versus blue is still better than the Paramount TV show, you know something's not going well. Oh god, rooster teeth. <laughs> yep.
1: Don't look at that corner of the internet. It's still burning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is But they've yeah, all is. gone on to create their own company Called Inside Games Instead of Inside
0: Gaming <laughs> I love that so much So we're, we we were talking about Halo and Paramount And the, the curse of bad t- video game adaptations And this is the perfect segue <laughs> To go from Ha Ha Halo To <laughs> The Last of Us Phil I, I'm trying not to swear I'm really trying not to yeah, say. Yeah, I know.
1: We're 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 trying.
0: But holy shit!
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I was worried when I saw the Uncharted movie, because <laughs> <laughs> that was a I bag forgot. of dog crap on fire for I me. still haven't watched that. Oh, go watch it on Prime. It's free. I know. I said my dad. Get this. My dad loves the Wahlberg guy that's in it. He thinks that he's a good action actor. So I'm like, okay, this is going to again. The guy that says, hey,
0: I think I found a Transformer. Yeah. Look at this hey, Transformer. Look at this. Fight. He transforms. He's a truck now. He's a robot. He's a truck. He's a robot. I think I found a Transformer. Walburgers, best burger ever. Show your ass, baby. <laughs> he was great oh, sorry, in Rockstar.
1: But so get the like I set it up on, on my prime and I said here here's a here's an action movie. It's kind of like Indiana Jones, but it's not. And it's got an actor you really like. So let me know what you think about it. I went down after two hours. <laughs> okay. My dad was sitting there, he goes. What kind of piece of crap was that? <laughs> he's that was just garbage on on the TV. He's like, I wanted to turn it off. It was so horrible. And he's like, that was not a good role for that
0: guy. <laughs> now let me call <laughs> Facebook. <like>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so here was here here I am walking into it thinking, oh man, everybody crapped on Obi Wan Kenobi. Everybody crapped on Halo. Everybody's crapping on everything that I like. Last of Us, something that I hold on to as salvation going, I didn't sleep for three months playing that video game. I had to stop playing the second video game because I was having nightmares. Okay, do not play with 3D audio, kids. But anyhow, here I go. I tread into it. And lo and behold, brilliant. The Lord said, let there be the last of us. And it was. (laughs) On the eighth day.
0: <laughs> he said On Let the there be the day, last he said
1: us. here's the fungus kids have fun
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay honestly since this show started I have wanted nothing to do with mushrooms whatsoever uh, no no cream of mushroom soup going in my mouth no no nothing nothing I want nothing to do with mushrooms
1: you know what happens there's this Enoki mushroom okay here's what I found out years ago. It looks like it's got tendrils, like when the yeah, guy—I know which one—it comes out of the tongue. These, these enoki mushrooms. I found out that if you eat enough of those, you poo the strings. <laughs> it's terrible, man. But it was a horrible, horrible
0: experience. I feel sorry for that washroom at BMO. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, man. Honestly, the Last of Us has been a hell of a ride. Episode one, it was, you know what, episode one, I was giddy to watch. Her. I thought it was great. Um, the whole mm-hmm. Sarah stuff was really well done, the way that they segued into 20 years later um, and really set the stage for things. I thought Bella Ramsey's introduction as Ellie was really well done, handled well. I think how her character has evolved from episodes one to four has been so good. I love that, you know, Bella Ramsey got a lot of heat and a lot of, ah, uh, Oh, yeah. uh, people getting upset, you know. The review yeah. bombing is still happening. The review bombing after episode three was just ridiculous. Um, but I think Bella Ramsey has done an amazing job, and I I don't know anyone that could have done a better job to portray Ellie because she's captured. Here's something about Ellie that people forget: this she plays a teenager in a world where teenagers cannot be teenagers. Teenagers actually, or, or uh, humans, seem to be developing. Less, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. she's 14, but she probably has like acts like someone who's a ten year old now, right? And we kind of saw bits and pieces of this in, in yesterday's episode. Uh, you know, with the puns and how punny she was.
1: Well, she still old. wants to be a kid, right? Yeah.
0: Like, she still wants to
1: laugh. Right? Like here here's where my foot tap my foot taps the brake. Okay. The one thing that I was I'm a little bit apprehensive about, but uh, I guess we can call it full spoilers. We won't go too deep into it. But this week's episode, at least, Ellie stopped being a bitch. Yes, because she's been really hard on Joel up until now, and it's written that way. I get it. I get. They made a decision about that, but in the game, she softens up to Joel a lot quicker than she does right now because she came off really cold about about the the uh his partner everything like that. So that that was something that was bothering me a little bit but I'm seeing the synergy now. I'm seeing the two of them get that father-daughter relationship. I think and then the, the other thing was okay go ahead go ahead. Go, go ahead no no oh, okay well the other thing that I thought I really liked last week's Bill and Frank episode like 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 I full-on cried. Sure, it was it was fantastic storytelling. I thought some of the some of the oh, the gay stuff was telegraphed a little bit too much. But it's you're nitpicking at that point. Yeah. It's still you know, it was heavy-handed for a reason, Look, I guess, maybe. If
0: but, anyone saw the SNL skit from this past week with Pedro Pascal and the whole Mario Kart uh thing <laughs> making fun of The Last of Us you can see that they're making fun of the whole, you know, uh, I'm bisexual. They are bisexual. Not, I'm not making fun of bisexual, but making fun of the fact that they're, on um, purposely throwing them in and like throwing it like there, right? And look, at, at the very least, Mason and Dur- Druckman said, "Hey, this is what the story is about. This is who Ellie is moving forward. Be ready, yep.
1: right? And Be Joel ready. is different too. Joel yeah. is
0: different than the game too, because that's
1: Pedro Pascal playing Joel." And he's got different character features than Joel does in the game, and I and the thing with with Bill and Frank, I love the expanded story compared to the game.
0: It was beautiful. I loved.
1: It. I I I thought that was absolutely heartbreaking and, and touching, but it was also done in. It was done to upset people like my dad. Yeah. To 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 shock someone into being able to watch a romance between two very like openly gay people. And that's who the target audience was. It wasn't really, I don't want to say the W word. It, it It's not really the, the new wave of people that are so hyper tense. Like they're so attentive to everything. And I think that even by me pointing out how telegraph some of the homosexuality stuff was, was a little bit insulting to homosexual people, but they, they you know, they can speak up on that if that's what they want to. Uh, I think that it was used for the story element And it accomplished that And it hits on the, the target audience Where it's like, oh, guess what They're people too, right Like they, they have feelings the same as my feelings So it doesn't really matter who they love That's a good message overall mm-hmm. I think that's the positive of that I don't know it, it certainly doesn't hit on me I, I already appreciate that in my life I just enjoyed that It got committed
0: to film yeah, and got and I, consumed on that level. Yeah, and apparently there's a two hour cut of that episode that execs said broke them. Oof.
1: Oh, that that's gotta come out. Like, like 85 minutes that it was, like you could argue Nick Offerman should be up for like
0: best actor. Like if Nick <laughs> Offerman doesn't win an Emmy for that episode as a best supporting, I don't know who will. Uh that that performance, that episode was just perfection on screen we've seen some amazing tv from hbo but honestly that was just so well done so beautiful i teared up that was beyond like for many reasons like the past few weeks have been something but yeah, that episode was just amazing on so many levels. And Nick Offerman just deserves all the credit. Everyone does. Everyone does. Yeah, everyone. Everyone was fantastic. Guy that, I forget his name. The guy that played. The guy from White Lotus, yeah. White Lotus. Armando, Armand from White Lotus, right? Like, I full-on ugly man cried. Yeah, same uh, here.
1: And I figured I knew the ending, and that's, what's, uh, that's what I'm enjoying most about the show, is the changes that they made to to the to the game. And I understand the changes because the game is meant to engage you as a as a third person player. The show is meant to engage you as an audience. Yeah. And you have to make choices around that. So, you know, Pittsburgh is now Kansas City. That type of thing that we found out tonight because they need to plod the story out. And oh, if you think you know what's going on now, like I hold my breath every episode where I'm just, like, tense because I don't know what to expect.
0: Screen Rant. Wait until season two. (laughs) I know. So funny that you say that. Screen Rant has a funny article. You know, this person, the writer of the article, has never played the video games, and they made five predictions of the show. I'll send you the link. If If you've played The Last of Us or if you're curious, go check it out. It's on Screen Rant. I'm sure you can find it if you Google something. Um, it's so funny for the simple fact that, like, whoo, this writer, this person, if, if this is how the average viewer who's never played the game f- sees the show, I don't think the world is ready for how this story goes. I know, right? It's
1: I I can't be more of, I even bought the PS5 version. It was on sale. Everyone so is buying I, I it. I bought it. Everyone's buying it. I know. It, like, the game sales are up 280%. Like, yeah. That's insane, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Talk about, yeah, dude, good job. Because I, I think the Uncharted sales went the other way. <laughs> Stop the playing the game. They burned People the... return them. They're just like, please take it back. I'm not even going to
0: bother. It's unopened. <laughs> oh, I love it. That is so funny. All right, Phil. So here's the beauty because it is Super Bowl Sunday. Biggest sporting event. One of the biggest events here in North America of the year. HBO has made the decision to release episode five early. It is coming up February 10th, 9 p.m. HBO Max Crave here in Canada, 9 p.m. Get episode five early.
1: Yeah, I know. And what you should do is get ready for that Super Bowl party. Have a watch party for Last of Us. Get some mushrooms, like I'm talking about the ones from Metro or Loblaw's. Get some, get not some the nice, wacky like, mushrooms. Not the wacky mushrooms. No, we we we're staying legal here. To get some of those and have a mushroom fest. Maybe some cream of mushroom soup, and enjoy the spores. I I, I am a little bit like, eh, I wish that the gas masks and everything were in it, but I get that that's a little too on the nose with, with everything that's gone on in the world with COVID and whatnot, and it doesn't really need to be done so this works just fine with uh what they've done with uh with our fungal friends (laughs) who aren't fun to be with
0: (laughs) that's awesome that is freaking awesome all right phil it's that time of the show you know what you
1: have to do oh i don't know if i can do this i haven't done it in a while I don't even know if half of it applies anymore, but oh, hey, Boris will, will will correct me if I'm wrong. You can find us at our website at www.itscanonpodcast.com You can track us down on Instagram Twitter, Facebook at It's Canon Podcast. You can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com You can subscribe via Apple Podcast, uh, probably not Spotify anymore. Really, just go to our website and check it out or find us on the Sunday Night Main Event and uh if you like what you hear so far make sure to uh tell your friends about it and subscribe if your platform allows for a subscription and uh yeah be sure to leave a rate and review and tell your friends about the show let them know that you had a good time listening to the it's canon podcast and thanks so much for
0: all of your time yeah and remember that this week on the sunday nights main event podcast network everything is brought to you for free on this free preview By Total Sports, you can find them at Total Thank you so much if you've listened to the show once, twice, or however many times. And if you're new, we hope that you enjoy and that you keep listening to us. As Phil said, you can find us on it's canon podcast.com and SNME radio.com, and you can join the Patreon and get this show and many, many, many more each and every single day, cents on the dollar for every show. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash radio. Phil, can't wait for next week as Tyler makes his return. We're going to be chatting so much more. We're going to be chatting all things video games, comics, toys, technology, and then some. And Phil, do you know what the best part of it all is? I heard
1: somebody tell me that uh, it pairs well as mushrooms. So,
0: <laughs> it's all in canon, it? He's Phil, I'm Forrest, thanks for listening, until next time.